Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, returning once again as your trusted handler for another one of our Delta Green episodes. I got hard slingers of yore. I got Sammy. I got Tony. And of course, you got me sitting across the table. But before we begin, I want to remind each and every one of you out there how you can find us. Head on over to RollTheHard20Podcast.com and check out the website. Head on over to any one of our social media footprints. We got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Don't forget we're out there on a YouTube channel. Find us, subscribe to us, check us out. Also, please don't forget, give us that five-star rating and review on whatever podcast platform you listen to this show on. If you got any friends and family that aren't listening to the show, you take their device and do it right there. You subscribe leave us that five-star rating and review because I tell you what, man, it's important. It really is. And don't forget to head on over to patreon.com slash rollthehardtwongme podcast. Not twummy, 20 podcast. Got a little tongue twisted there. For as little as a dollar, you too can help out the show. And let me tell you, it does not go unappreciative. Now, without any further delay, Roll the Hard 20 podcast presents our homebrewed Delta Green scenario, Sins of the Father, part one and i hope you enjoy it please give us that feedback and let us know how much you liked it because uh we had a really good time running this thing and uh i'm sure you'll enjoy listening all right take care love each and every one of you i love you each i love you all roll Headphones are these? These juniors, tiny ass. Uh, those ass. were the ones you wore last time. Really? Yes, they were. Actually, we're going to cover that, Tom. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was well, what I was going to say is he wants a pistol, a Delta Elite. He wants the D12 or okay. whatever it is. Exactly. A D12. Yeah. I well, I, I looked up the agent's handbook and I'm like, it looks like a 45, but it's not. Okay. Are you qualified to, to use it? Um, we're going to have to find that out, brother. Thankfully, I'm a criminal. I don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The illegitimate dude just said, yeah, man, of course I'm qualified in a pistol. Well, here's what we're going to do first. Uh-huh. We're going to put together an episode of Rolling for 20 real fast. It's mm-hmm. not going to be 20, but uh, we're going to do an after-action report. Oh. I need another pencil, dude. I'm sorry. Are you fucking me? You're an artist. Yeah, well, I have one in the car. Uh, I gave you one back the last time. Oh, yeah, I have a pen only. Sure, we use pencils. Uh, doesn't matter. Take mine. We'll share it. I can help you with some. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it was a real pencil. Oh, you, you could know what? Do that. There's a pencil up there. If you turn around, go behind the weight set on top of that cabinet that's right above the clipboard. There should be a pencil up on top. Allie's working out. She is. She's doing shoulder shrugs. Shrugs. Shoulder shrugs the other night. <laughs> shrugs. I like shrugs. I think that's pen. Yeah. The Spectre Rider. Oh, we can share my pencil. I brought my pencil. pencil. Even so, oh, Anyways. <laughs> so, you guys went ahead and played from front to rear. Last things last. Now, we don't have Junior with us this evening, so Agent Coldwell will not be part of this. But give me a little feeling how you guys felt about, about the D&D, not the, <laughs> the Delta Green campaign scenario. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I halfway expected that um, Caldwell, or not Caldwell, would... Uh, what was his name? Hitchcock? 
Who? Heisenberg. 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 Half the time, I think we were going to go to the warehouse. goddamn right. <laughs> yeah, he would probably just whip out guns and kill us all, tie up the final loose end. <laughs> I was halfway expecting that to happen. Uh, it would be a... Uh, uh, kind of diminishes the ability to replay the character. In all but... honesty, I forgot that we had the phone and that he wanted us to call in anything. I thought hey. we should mm-hmm. go back there and clean up, but I mm-hmm. figured... We return back with everything, and then he sends people. But yeah. I, I totally forgot about the phone. Well, you got the, you get the sense that this, that this setup isn't really all about combat. You know, it's not really about okay, roll for initiative. It's, it's not even that. It's whoever has the highest decks goes first, and that's basically Me. the order that they go in. Well, yeah, Oichimaru. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's more about the intrigue and the conspiracy and keeping things at bay. So I just want to see how you guys enjoyed that aspect of it. I mean, because we used a lot of tangible, actual locations. It was it was actually more of a role play for me. And then, like, listening through it, I still have the third episode to re-listen to, but it was different not being a dwarf or a dragonborn or someone who is larger than life, trying to be someone who's a little bit, uh, thinks a little bit more before he charges in, and I... I tried to play that up as much as I could, but I, I still haven't found the voice yet, I, the character. Like, I'm you'll, still you'll learning. You'll feel for him, and I think that uh, when we lead into this next episode, uh, I think that... <laughs> there he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> the guttural. I didn't know you are from uh, Compton, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think as a, as a character develops over time, but what's really cool is I think you guys just used pregens. Didn't, didn't Paulie, didn't he... Wasn't he a hybrid of a pregen? No, he was a pre- complete pregen. The only thing Sorry. was is like he was a. They said select employer name, and then I could make one, him what I wanted him to be. But he was just a complete pregen. You know, he was an intelligence analyst. I could have put him anywhere. But figure. the thing is, is nobody min-maxed their characters. No. They just they took a character that they thought was interesting, mm-hmm. regardless of the stats and numbers, mm-hmm. and they said, "Let's role play it." And that's I think where a lot of this really comes into play is that all this role-playing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my character has mostly physical attributes. Everything else is just a base 10. So he's very much trying to condition his uh, mental will through physical training because he doesn't have the, the intellectual capabilities of it, not really schooled, not really, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I, I remember I hung a few things out there at the end that... Uh, Marlene had said when she was trying to plead for her life to get the three of you to, to keep from murdering her. And she's already gonna, dead. Well, yeah. obviously that didn't work. <laughs> it was a moot point, but a lot of the things that she said were things that she shouldn't have known. Anyways, this, uh, this next scenario that I had put together, I was following this idea around and I, I really let it come to fruition while talking to Junior about it at work after I knew that he wasn't going to be around. And so the ideas that I was batting around with him, uh, he really liked it. And then I told Brandy about it last night. She's like, wow, that, that's a pretty good idea. I told her about the other night. She really liked it, too. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> you know, you have to wash those sheets. I'm just <laughs> throwing that out there right now. Anyways, this scenario is called Sins of the Father. It's got no bearing on what happened. Of course not. (laughs) (laughs) I actually thought about changing it, but I didn't want to because it was that good. Anyways, moving forward from that, I have to find this. Well, 
Well, brothers, let's go ahead and uh, jump on in to our, our playthrough right now. Greetings, fellow singers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted handler, returning once again for another one of our Delta Green scenarios. And with me, I have hard slingers of your hell, <laughs> Sammy, Tone Dog, and I. Junior could not make it this week, and that is a tragedy, but Agent Coldwell will always be close in our hearts. By the way, speaking of people that are close in our hearts, I want to give a shout-out to our newest hard slinger and newest Patreon supporter, Chris Weaver. Now, he and I go way back in high school. In fact, even before then, I go back to uh, back in junior high with this guy. And he, thanks to you, Sammy, we were able to reconnect through the abilities of social media, which I totally So I get despise. some of that Patreon then, right? Oh, fuck you. I'll throw a metal <laughs> die at your head. Come on, Ichi. Dodge that. Um, but I just want to say, give a shout out to him. And it's really, and to you too. I mean, it's really great to be able to connect with people that you haven't spoke to in so long. And it's just, it was a pleasure to reconnect and, and still connect. In fact, we were texting today. I showed him a picture of me in a brassiere. Just kidding. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you Moving, don't, you don't wear a <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a free hang. Anyways, so moving forward, this campaign setting is called Sins of the Father. It's November 2005, 6 15 a.m. It's been several months since either you, Ichimaru, Kimura, or you, Paulo Adesso, have had anything to do with Delta Green. But that doesn't stop what has occurred in your life with its tendrils, how it's touched your lives. And it's been several months since you guys had to deal with Heisenberg and what he sent you out to do. As I said, it's 6.15 a.m., and you each receive a text message. Each. And you each receive a text message. States, very simply, Newport Pier, 8.30 a.m. Polly, you get up in the morning, and you look at your phone, because it just showed up. You take a drink of your coffee, kind of wince at it, reach into the folds of your jacket, open up a flask, unscrew it, pour a little something in there, cap it back off, take another drink, taste it again, and you decide to try to take a screenshot of this text message, and it doesn't go. It doesn't take. Your mind starts reflecting back on that evening in the cabinet, Big Bear, and what this creature had said to you about Sansa's pregnant. And after you and the other two agents cleaned up the, the cabin, sterilized the area, loaded up the foot chest, it was all you could do to not make a call. The entire trip down the mountain, winding back and forth, everything you could do to not call, find out what's going on. Finally, you get home and you find out it's true. But what you had done left this taint in your mind and it, it played in your mind for several weeks to the point where it drove a wedge and at one point she threatened to leave that she needed some time apart 
don't you tell me how that ended up, how that turned out? Well, there was a lot of stri- uh, a lot of tension, a lot of strife, and uh, he was still trying to reconcile and wasn't ready for a kid, especially given that he had peeked behind the veil and seen what was out there. The idea of bringing a new life into this, knowing that things were so bad, was not what he wanted. He wasn't ready. He uh, needed to really reconcile with his his own self as to whether or not he was ready to be a father. Being since they weren't married, he knew his mother would have a problem with it. Be a Catholic family, you're supposed to be married before you bring in children, and he wasn't sure if he wants to marry Sana. So it's been a problem for him, but he's been working it out with her. Um, actually, to put, add a little random element into it, let me roll on that. Let me roll a d20 on that. Absolutely. Okay, so over 10, they got back together. Under 10, they didn't. Okay. Okay. 13, they got back together. Okay, so she's trusted in what you said, mm-hmm. and it seems as though you've you found another crutch possibly to help you get through this, and it's something she doesn't know about. You keep the flask hidden from her. You keep your supplies hidden from her at work, mm-hmm. and you try to do your best to cope with it. Ichimaru, this mooring creature had mentioned that your sister needed help. You didn't believe her at the time. In fact, it was you who was the voice of reason telling Agent Coldwell to to get a fucking grip. Telling Polly, don't listen to her. Burn this thing alive. It was you that was the voice of reason to keep the train moving forward, to keep the mission on point. And it didn't really bother you until you got back home and you realized that your sister was nowhere around. Your brother and your your sensei who you trained with and your family trains under as well broke the news to you that she was nowhere around that he believed that it was possible that it had been a uh, a rival type of a of an asian gang that she had fallen into against your better better judgments were you ever able to reclaim her and bring her back into the fold again uh yes we some of my uh, connections were able to find her. She was in a drug house and was abusing various substances. And now we have her back and we have been having her go through the sort of uh, the wall of fire to cleanse herself of these addictions. The more that we fall prey to the addictions, the more that these darker things will be able to claim us. And has she resented you for interfering with her her decisions, her life, or anything like that? Naturally. But since I'm one of the last remaining members of the Kimura clan, it's uh, up to me to act as head of the household. And uh, now I realize a lot of the issues that father went through. Yes. You receive a text message, 6.15 a.m. as well simply states Newport Pier 8.30 a.m. You're all sweaty. 8.30, you said? 8.30 a.m. You're all sweaty, having just given everything to the first morning workout of the day, but you don't let the anxiety build in you. You remember what it was like to have worked with Heisenberg. Last time you did, you worked with Pauly and Caldwell. Who knows who you'll be working with again? 
You go, you take a shower, put on some loose-fitting, very uh, strategic-type clothes, come back out, open up your phone, check it again, and the text message is gone. Now... I'm glad I wrote that down. Yes. (laughs) Now, for those stories, here are your two gold doubloons. Thank you. And they'll be used for an additional 20% on any one of your rolls. You could use it before or after your roll if you think it would help. Okay. So each of you... Make <laughs> you again. We're gonna change your fucking name right now. So the both of you separately make your way from your residences, heading towards Newport. You guys park across from the spaghetti factory, and you see that being this time of year, it's overcast, cold. That time of morning, there's very few people. The beach is very Spartan. As you walk around the center statue in the middle of the boardwalk about to head on to the pier an individual catches your eye I recognize each each hey yo Paulie good to see you again <laughs> although as well you is the fact that we're back together again tells me there's no good afoot hmm where's our other one I don't know maybe he didn't receive the same text I'm just glad this isn't happening at 5 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me beep that again. <laughs> I had to explain it to somebody. <laughs> you know, for all you know, perhaps he did get the text and just... Blew it off? Blew it off, possibly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's ever occurred to anybody that you can blow it off. If you do. If you can. If it's even an option. Oh, mo- cool. Well, I'll see you, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't break my fourth wall. Sorry. Go ahead. Anyways... So this brisk morning, you can feel the, the air just clinging to you, the low iron clouds. And as the both of you walk in tandem along the pier, you see through the, through the fog a lone individual standing on the edge, looking out on the ocean, looking out on the, the clouds that literally touch the waterline. And even from this distance, you can recognize Heisenberg. As you draw closer, without turning around, he addresses the both of you. Did you know that we're always moving forward in time? That's why no one has ever produced a machine that can propel one forward in time. The redundancy prevents it from working. At that point, he turns and faces both of you. We have a friendly who works at the uh, Department of Energy who has made contact with our agency. He's reported that a particular company has been using an unusual amount of energy in bursts. And these bursts occur at different intervals throughout the day, but each burst is always the same in length. Have you ever heard of Quantum Horizons? No, sir. No, never heard of it. They're a privatized company located down in San Onofre, across the highway from the power plant. They develop cutting-edge technology, wireless technology for the public. We also discovered that they're contracted out by the Department of Defense for other purposes. But it was that tangent that gave us an in to look closer at them. You see, as a subcontractor for the DOD, every employee is required to have a background check as well as a sample of their DNA to ensure that none of their employees 
have a criminal record or are wanted for some unsolved crime. And so when the agency began to look into Quantum Horizons and its employees, we found two things unusual. The first is a patent for a device they've been working on. It's called a temporal field displacement device. It's this device that we believe is responsible for the bursts of energy. The second is that their lead of the TFDD program is a man named Adam Hisler. According to his Y chromosomal DNA, it would seem that Adam Hisler is in fact the father of Adolf Hitler which means that Quantum Horizon's temporal field displacement device is not just a theoretical system for spatial distortion, but that it works. And eventually, its use is going to have very serious consequences for the world. So here's what's going to happen. Our friendly at the Department of Energy has taken their site offline. That has already participated in a call to the D of E. Our friendly has informed them that the fault is not on the D of E's end, that it's an on-site failure, and that he'll be sending inspectors to the site ASAP to coordinate a repair. He hands each of you a set of credentials and a laminate ID with your pictures on them. I need for you to isolate and eliminate Adam Hissler. Destroy the main CPU interface that controls the TFDD, Remove and take the two main relays that supply current to the displacement field and bring back any and all records, data, and schematics pertaining to the TFDD that can be useful to the agency. Now, I don't have to tell the two of you how important this mission is. We have an opportunity. Let's not squander it. So, we'll be meeting back here in 24 hours. Are there any questions? Did we get another phone? <laughs> I was just going to ask that. I'm sorry, Polly, but not this time. <laughs> we made such great use of it last time. <laughs> well, the reason why is because you're going in as repairmen for the Department of Energy. And the last thing we need is for them to in any way suspect that you are not who you say you are. Is this friendly? able to answer any common questions for us because I have no clue on how to repair anything that we're going there as repairmen for. He, uh, Polly's a little well-versed in computers and computer analogy. He may be able to help on this. I feel I so he, much safer, Polly. There we go. He tells you, I think I may be able to give us a little bit of insight on this. Give me a few minutes. I have, 40, I have a 40 on computer science, so I'm good. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a few minutes. I'm going to make a call. He walks to the side of the pier, dials up something, and he starts whispering back. Mm -hmm. No, I don't. I can, I'll remember it. Okay. All right, thank you. Follow me. And he leads you out to the parking lot to a dark brown sedan. Looks around, puts a key in the trunk, lock, pops it open, reaches in, he grabs a brand new burner phone box, opens it up. Does a few things with it, and he programs in a number. He says, here you go. If you need anything, talk to Bill Thompson. I only want you to call him if it's absolutely necessary. Like I said, I'll see you in 24 hours. By the way, Quantum Horizons 
is expecting you. What's the clock right now? What well, was eight thirty yeah. when you guys met him? It's probably about eight forty-two right now. All right. It was pretty fast. Just boom. See if we can get back a little early and get the jump on this guy. <laughs> Sounds good. Here's a question for you, Ryder, with respect to being the game master. Are we back at sanity or everything else? Or what are we doing? I should have put that into into consideration. That uh, it's been months. You guys went up to the cabin in March. Mm-hmm. It's now November. Over time, you have grown a bond between yourselves as well. So, so we added. So bond. your yeah, your new bond mm-hmm. is the team. Got it. So I put down. And put as down. such. If you lose sanity with, say, Ichi, it will affect Caldwell's bond to you as well. What's our score on that? Uh, It's the same equivalent as the other ones. Yeah. I got 10. Well, I got 11. You're smart. Your guys' bonds aren't the same to each other. It's just the same across the bonds. So we got... What's our sanity now start at? I actually wrote that down somewhere. Uh... It says I currently have 50 out of 99, of maximum 99. Yeah, it's not the max number. It's the one to the right of it. Current. Yes, current. Yeah, my current was 64. Max was 99. Was that, was that current at the beginning of the game, though? No, at the end of the game, we, we the lost a bunch, but then we regained it when we killed uh, Marlene. You regained two points when you killed her. Yeah. 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 So I went to... So now it's full then, right? Back to 50 or 60, whatever it was? No, because you guys lost more than two points, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I I think that he at one point lost... I was calculating. I think he lost... Here it is right here. I did. Uh, He lost... (laughs) You lost a shitload. You lost 10. You lost 10. Caldwell lost two. Pauly lost three. Yeah. Now you guys all got two points back. Yeah. So you're only down one, and you're down eight still. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's where I have it. I have it 64. Okay. So they stay, it stays at 64? That's what we're starting this, this okay. scenario at. Got it. Is that anyone? So am I starting back at 50 or at 42? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> at, okay, whatever you were at before, add uh, two to it. Okay. Because you took a hit of 10. You started at 64. You mm-hmm. went down to 54. So now you're at 56. Yeah. Now I was at 50 and went down to... Uh, 40. Yeah, and so now I'm at 42? 42. 42, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, you're close to the breaking point then. No, I only had 50. I've lost eight. Barely one-fifth down. Yeah. Come on, top, Relax, top 80%. Man. Man. So it says breaking point there. My breaking point's 40. Oh, yeah, I'm down to two more. Now I'm going to start fucking knifing all of you guys. This will be a problem. He's going to start going crazy pretty soon. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love it. So who's driving this car? Roll off for it? No, you drive. I'll drive. Okay, so you jump in Paulie's car. You start heading down the five south. Go for about 30 minutes or so, and you exit Ballasone Road and turn right. Then left on Old Pacific Highway as you parallel the freeway, still going south. About a half mile down, you turn onto El Camino Real, which takes you under the freeway and onto the other side. And you follow this winding road for about two miles. When off to your left is a gravel road that leads further inland. And you can just make out several large hangar-sized buildings. I'll show you a picture of what that shit looks like. This is south. This is San Onofre Power Plant. And here's all these buildings right here. Aye. 
I'm sure every governmental satellite has lasered my house for everything I looked up for this <laughs> stupid scenario. <laughs> um, so we'll put that out there. I don't. Did we get the name of our friendly there? Yes, you did. Bill Thompson. Oh, that's the guy with the phone. That's the guy that will be on the other oh, end okay. of that phone. That's yeah, that, that's his name. Yeah, okay, that's the friendly. Just checking. Yeah, so when you have to make a call, if you have to make a call, you'll be speaking directly to your friendly at the, okay. uh, the Department of Energy. And so we're not we're not going there saying, hi, we're here to speak, see Bill Thompson, and he's going to show us our machine we got to fix. No, he's someplace else. Okay. Yeah, he's not. You just know that you're going in there to try to isolate why this thing has gone offline. Mm-hmm. Because they turned it offline. You know, the Department of Energy... Your friendly turned yeah. it off so that it would allow the agents to get into this structure. Right. Okay. And do the things you need to do. Got it. And we got IDs and legitimacy, so we walk in and say, yeah, we're here to troubleshoot your fuck up. <laughs> anyway, so you follow this winding road, and it you see that it leads to these several large hangar-sized buildings. And as you follow this gravel road, you round the bend and notice a very thick mesh-like gate encompassing the entire area that the buildings occupy and that the only point of egress is a guard shack. Okay. We drive up. Polly rolls down the window and flashes his badge. Says we're ready. We're here to fix uh, we're here to fix the CPU. He reaches into the car very robotically and takes both of your IDs Goes back into the shack. You see him grab the horn, talk into it very methodically, articulating every syllable, but very low keyed. He looks over at you both, hangs the receiver up, robotically walks back out and hands each of you your IDs. Goes back in, pushes a button here, and the gate slowly starts to peel open, allowing you to enter and go further. I drive through, driving up the road, following the road wherever it leads. Okay. You notice that guy was a little stiff? Is that just a security guard, or is that uh, something up with that? I don't know. I got a weird feeling from him, too. It doesn't seem to be normal. I mean, I know everybody's got a tedious job to do, but it does seem a bit unusual. You know which building we're going to? No clue. As you make your way around the buildings, come across into this uh, large parking lot that houses all these hangar-like structures, but only one building has vehicles that are parked close by it, and it's the one in the northwest corner. You see a, a sign on the side of it that clearly states Quantum Horizons. That was the name of it, right? Yes. <laughs> Quantum Horizons. <laughs> Yep. Okay, so we... Uh, I say this. Well, let's pick the biggest building. That seems to be a logical place It's to actually start. not the biggest building, though. Ah. Well, okay. All right, let's try the small building off the uh, right-hand side that says uh, power supply. Does it say that? So sure, Quantum Horizons, for fuck's <laughs> sure, sake. <laughs> you see the building itself is about 250 feet by 150 feet. It appears to be about 50 feet high. As you pull up against the west wall where everybody, all these other cars have parked. There's probably about 14 cars in the parking lot. And you notice a roving electric cart kind of making rounds with, with two 
military-style personnel in it. Armed? It's kind of hard to tell from this distance because they're not only patrolling this particular building, but they make their way towards the larger buildings as mm. well. Military meaning fatigues and that will get up or? Just their demeanor. Okay. It, it's difficult to tell from, unless you want to chase them down, run them down. Well, what branch of the military do they appear to be from? You really can't tell. Well, well, I think it's Pendleton because yeah, we're down south. Polly says you, they're, they're probably armed. Probably armed with pistols. Good, that makes us equal. Pretty much. I'd I, rather have an advantage, but that's probably what we're looking at. Why don't you guys make an alertness, uh, like a post-alertness, thinking sure. back on that one guard at the shack. Okay, and we're rolling under? Yes. Yeah. Negative. 80, and I'm clueless too. Yeah, you guys were just... It's in the shack. <laughs> yeah, you saw him in the shack. Even though he came out, you really didn't take notice of any of his insignias or, or rank or anything like that. Yeah. So, Well, I'm definitely a little nervous as I'm, in, I'm pretending to be something I am absolutely have no, no clue on what to do. So I'm, I'm a little, yeah. So Polly, follow him. Do we, yeah. do we walk in and start asking around? Do we walk yeah. like we know the place? What's yeah. going on here? I, well, they sent us here to fix. So we'd think that we would have a basic familiarity with what the layout Where's is. Where's reception maybe, you know, yeah. just ask them, hey. <laughs> right, well, let's try the small building that seems to have the most cars in front of it. Yeah, can we tell anything about the cars? Does everything look like it's been moved and used recently, or is everything there? Yeah, they're all clean looking. Okay. They're all just regular parked cars. close yeah. to the building, not parked further away where you usually suspect a car that's been abandoned or mm. left behind or something like that. Which gotcha. So we go to that building then, which is over here? Okay. And you notice that against the west wall, there's, there's five doors. Okay. Two stories, one story. There are no windows. Just five doors. So, boom, okay. Boom, boom, boom. It's like a big... But, I mean, it's not just a one-story building. Is it tall? It's tall. It's about 50 feet tall. Okay. Shit. All right. So, it looks like a big hangar or storage place for exactly. yeah. the giant things. Okay. Okay. Let's, uh, let's uh, go up there. And Is there a door that looks like a personnel door versus one that's an equipment door or a hangar? All five of these doors look like they're, they're painted the <laughs> same white color as the building. There's no windows in, in them or anything. Um... They all have the old military-style metal door handles with the metal uh, deadbolts on them. So without going up to it, you really can't tell if any one door has been used more than another. Okay. The door closest to the parking lot would probably be the entrance. Let's try that one first. Show me on the map which one you're going to do. Uh, if, Imagine there's five. There you go. From here? Huh? Okay. And we parked. We came in off... This road, and then parked here. Assume we take center, right? Yeah. Center of the five? Yeah. And I figured, I figured the most likely door for personnel would be the one on this side and then moving this way. So let's try this one. They, they know we're here, though. Yeah, they know we're here. We're just going to try to open yeah, the door. Yeah, they're expecting you right. at some point. The question is, where are they expecting us? Is there, is there an office anywhere, like a smaller door, an office, or building? You really can't anything? tell. They just all look like normal doors mm -hmm. that are against the side of the building. I would suggest we go center one. Uh, usually in architecture, there's the center door leads to the front lobby, and whoever's there can take us to what we're looking at, right? All right, let's do that. Let's try the center door. Because there's no need to sneak. That'll just draw suspicion. Right. We're definitely not sneaking. We're supposed to. We're, we're legit to be there. So you go up to the, to the center door and grab the handle, and the handle doesn't move. The door doesn't move either. Go ahead and make an, uh, an intelligence check. 
Okay, 50. Yep, made it. Yep, nine, made it 9%. As you grab the handle and go to pull on the door, you realize that this door is... It's not even moving. You know how some locked doors, you get a little mm-hmm. bit of... A little jiggle. A little flex to it. This isn't even doing that. It's like it's completely sealed to the wall itself somehow. Are all the same if we go check? You go check all of them? Yep. They're all the same along that wall. Okay. Do we knock? We might as well try. They're expecting us. We want to walk around the building, see other Yeah, let's walk around the building. There's got to be a way in. As you make your way, going down the south of that western wall, turn the corner, you notice that there's another door there right in the southwest corner. Okay. Is it a smaller door? It's the same size door. Same type of... Yeah. Okay. Grab the handle, and it actually opens. The door itself opens. Oh. All right. Cool. As you open up this door in the southwest corner, you notice that the entire building is hollowed out. But in the middle of this building is a smaller structure. It looks as though somebody took the big building and just shrunk it down. Whereas the other building was 250 feet by 150. This one looks to be more like about 100 by 80 by 40 feet. Okay. Equidistant from all the walls. And you see that there is a lone doorway in the southwest corner, almost directly diagonal from you. Is the rest of the structure just completely empty? It's completely empty. No boxes, cords, nothing, nothing. running? You don't see anything coming okay. off this thing at all. Is there anything coming off the roof of the building? Not that you can tell. You don't see anything. There's not even uh, whirly birds up there to evacuate the heat out. Got it. Okay. I say we just keep walking kind of like we're supposed to be here, and but, yep, be ready. Absolutely. Yep. The problem is, is one area is going to be, I would think, the area where the, the, the big generator thing is, and then the, I'm sure that this Adam Hissler is not hanging out in there. Probably. Maybe, not. but... Got it. Okay. We go up to the door. Walk up to the smaller door. Okay. Does it need any... Does it have any sort of key badge thing that our credentials might be? It does be, have or? a keypad, but it's uh, probably something you guys wouldn't have. Okay. So know. Is it worn in a certain way so that we could tell which buttons are used a lot? <laughs> no. No. It's probably a little plastic thing. Yeah. Boop, <laughs> bloop. Mr. 1980s. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Back uh, before they had all the those, numbers. Those like fucking tumbler locks, like yeah. on yeah. bike like things. Like a bike, <laughs> bike yeah. chain. They're all zeros. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's try this door. Okay, it opens up, and it opens onto a long white hallway. It's like deja vu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it seems to stretch down for about forty feet, but it's difficult to see at the far end of it because. There is such low illumination in this hallway. In fact, as you look at it, you realize that only one of every three fluorescent overheads is illuminated. Is it cool in there? That's cool. It's all it's cool. It's cool, bro. It's, it's cool, cool, motherfucker. What well, noticeable difference in temperature from the outside building? Only because probably from the uh, way it's insulated, it's almost like a cooler. You know, you have all the heat's going to hit the outside of the, of the cooler, whereas the inside's more insulated from... Gotcha. Any doors on the hallway? Any windows? Anything? Or is it just a long hallway going in one direction and that's it? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh, my. 
You just, from where you can tell, it looks as though there's a metal door at the far end, but because of your limited visibility being so dim, that you'd probably have to get closer to it. You ever see that movie Get Smart, each? Kind of reminded me of that. Except this only has one door so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's go down and uh, to the door and uh, proceed with caution. Yeah, as, as you guys start making your way, your footfalls seem very loud in this constrained hallway. Almost as though the, the floor itself is not... It just almost feels as though it's painted cement, whatever it's this, this place is sitting on. And as you get closer, you see that this metal door actually has some kind of a security window in it. And then right off to the side, right before the door, you see a like a glass panel in, in the wall that allows you to view into a room right beside the door. And you see another military-esque type individual sitting at a desk. Walk up to him. We're here to fix things. Can I tell what branch of the service he's in? Why don't you go make a uh, a check for that? Let's. What kind of check are we going to do here? So I could do this. It would be a military science check, and well, since my no, guy's in the Navy, you would know. Well, right now, we're just looking at him. So yeah. if he has a badge that says Marines... Oh, okay, know. I see what you want to do. Okay. Yeah, like as you, as you, <laughs> yeah. Marine. <laughs> no, you see that as you're looking at him, he's just wearing uh, like a black type of a fatigue uh-huh. jacket with, you assume, probably uh, cargo pants to match. But on his shoulder, he has a patch that has a sword in it with a rose that winds around it up to the top. Okay. And I'm going to make a check to see if I get it. What check would I, would I do? Anthropology? No, that doesn't sound right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, do an anthropology. It's something <laughs> to do with you. I don't fucking... 80. 80. Uh, no, 08, sorry, 08. So apparently I recognize it. Probably haven't served in the military at some time in your youth. Uh, He's in the Navy. Still Got serving it. some time okay. in the Navy right now. This is not a patch you've ever seen. It's highly unlikely it's uh, affiliated with any branch of the military, let alone any uh, unit Got in it. the military. Okay. All right. What does the guy say to me? He looks at you and says, Sirs, Please state your affiliated company and your purpose. We are here to investigate the malfunction with the CPU interface and to ensure that TFDD is working correctly. What company are you guys from? Here's all our credentials here, sir. Yeah, what what company are we from? (laughs) Put them in the drawer. He slides this metal drawer out. Please place them in in the drawer, please. Now, this guy doesn't seem as robotic as the other guy did. Make a, a human int. 10%. Oof. 68. I'm clueless. Same here. It's hard to tell probably because it's so low lit in, in this structure. He looks at your laminates. Department of Energy. Is this correct? That's correct. Reaches over, picks up the horn, dials up something. Puts the horn back down, puts your laminates back in the drawer and slides it out, and pushes the button, and you hear an electric lock release on the metal door. All right, thanks. Hopefully we won't be too long. Yep. He just, just got to check out that central junction box. He just looks at you with this 
thousand-yard stare. Good. Maybe he's a little whacked out. He's not going to read our uh, flubs. (laughs) (laughs) As you guys make your way through the door, you notice it goes to the east. And it goes down, seems like 80 feet. And go ahead and make a, uh, give one to say an insight, but uh, make an intelligence check. Zero one. Missed it by nine. Zero one. Zero one. Very good. Paulie, as you guys are walking, begin actually begin your walk, you notice that the wall to the right that has several doors all the way down appears to be made of plaster over wood, something like that. But the wall to the left on the north side is concrete that's been painted white over it. And you can tell because of how cold it feels emanating off that. Okay. Is there a, a, a door or anything that leads, or at least is on the, the same side as that wall? It looks like there's one that's way down at the far end of the hallway. You see that there's five doors along the right side, which is the southern portion. And then on opposite the very last door on the right is there's a door in the north wall. It's definitely more difficult without the map. Where's my dragonborn character? <laughs> <laughs> well, as Polly, as you're looking at this wall, feeling this cold come through, you just get this this bone-shaking shiver that comes over you. It almost makes you want to retch, and you can't tell if it's what's making your stomach turn, but I need you to make a sanity check. Okay. 37. 37? Yeah. Pass? 37? Pass. Okay. You still take a point of sanity damage. Gotcha. The hell's wrong with you, Polly? I don't know, man. I make my saves and still lose. No, no. I mean, (laughs) I'm in in game right now. What the hell's wrong with you, Polly? Because I I, I tell each, I got this really bad feeling. I just, I don't understand it. It's just like this really nauseated feeling. Something's something's wrong here. Something's really wrong here, each. I can only think that this concrete is on the other side of those other doors it's holding something could be it's just it's just it's something not right it feels like we're back up at the cabin again man then i guess this means we're in the right spot probably (laughs) probably so like i said at about 10 foot intervals 15 foot intervals somewhere in there there's a a door every so many feet on the right to, to your right boom Boom, another one. Which is it close to the, the concrete wall? No, it's opposite the concrete wall. The concrete yeah, wall have... doesn't have any doors except for all the way down at the far end. Any markings on the doors? You think that's the one we go check? Yeah, very likely. Any markings on any of the doors that we're walking by? Nope. Nothing. They're completely uh, devoid of, of any names or numbers or anything like that. Let's go to the end of the hall. That's probably where we're going. Do I feel any worse as I get closer to the end of the hall? Not that you feel worse, but you don't feel any better. You still feel this this creepy feeling, almost as though something's creeping on your spine. Mm-hmm. Okay. I tell each, I don't feel any better, but I don't feel any worse either. Something sucks here. Well, remember, it's just a feeling until it isn't. Good point. <laughs> you got your friend with you? I have both. Excellent. <laughs> Yeah, I acquired a new friend, too, especially after that last What incident. happened to the gas can? Yeah, <laughs> I saw how effective that was and decided I need to uh, improve my situation. Yeah. 
So you guys pass four doors, come to the end of the hallway, and there's a door to your right and a door to your left. And the door to the left is the one that's on the same side as the wall? That's the concrete wall. It's in the concrete wall, yes. Let's try that one. We have a few things to do on this mission, but this one seems to be uh, raising your spidey sense. Yeah. My one issue is, is we're supposed to do lots of things, all the while taking out Hissler and destroying the giant CPU and taking all these files. I'm worried that if we do one before the other, that the other one's not going to happen. <laughs> all right. So let's see if we can secure all the stuff we need to secure and eliminate him last. Unless, of course, he gets in our way. Yeah. All right, let's uh, try opening the door. The door opens onto not really an office, but like a almost like a holding room. It's about 10 feet by 10 feet. There's a desk against the western wall with a sentry sitting at it. You see that there's a door directly across from you. The entire room is inornate. There's nothing on the walls or anything like that at all. And you just see him just sitting at the desk, and he's just staring at you guys. So he's seen us come in? But he's got like a like a glazed look over his face. I want to take a close look at this guy, see if the glazed look is because of something wrong, like he's got the thousand-yard stare, or he's been drugged, if I can tell the difference. Okay. Or he's just a security guard. Or he's just a board <laughs> security guard. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Which, uh, what am I rolling against? Uh, same thing you rolled last time. Good question. <laughs> that was um, anthropology? No, no, saying? it was... Uh, human int? Yes, human int. Okay. And 09. Jeez. Damn, you're on fire tonight. tonight. Yeah, my dad's helped me. Yeah, your backup <laughs> yeah. Uh, friend that you're carrying is giving you some... Uh... Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. As you're looking at him, this glazed look over his eyes, and you see him just sitting there, and you're not really sure if there's something wrong with him, but the more you study him, you see that he's he's got like a slight shake to his body. You know, it's, it's not like wobbling all over, but as you get closer to him... You, and he's, he's he just, across from that concrete area? Uh, he's probably about seven feet away from it. Imagine okay. that's the door you came from yeah. right there. You know, so he's like, and there's the other door right there. And he's he's fully aware of you guys. Okay. And he's, he's looking at you, and he's shaking and kind of mumbling something. And you see like a small line of saliva that's already formed at the corner of his mouth. And ironically, it looks as though the man has wet his pants. And he's just, just kind of sitting there just looking at you guys. Hey, pal, we're here to repair the TFDD. You feeling okay? Yes, sir. Department of Energy. Yes, sirs. Are we so in the right spot to fix the power outages that have been happening? Power outage, yes, yes. In here? Should we come over and see if we can fix something? Uh, it's, uh, where, did, where did they tell you to, to, to go? Uh, they so. didn't. The guard outside neglected to tell us. We were hoping you could tell us. You feeling okay, buddy? You don't look so Yes, good. sir. No, I'm, I'm fully fit for duty, sir. I'm fully fit. You say that, but yet uh, your uniform hey, is so. He says he's fit, you know. Maybe he had some bad lunch. I, I say maybe, we, can you tell us where we're supposed to go and uh, we'll leave you be? The, the relays. And he, he points towards the northern wall. And he's just. The northern lo- wall that we came. That no, we, no, you guys came from the okay. southern door and the, the north door is directly okay. across from that. And he's. He's not looking at either one of you. He's kind of pointing as though 
trying to recall something in his mind. He's the, 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 that way, to, to the north, through the north door. You feeling okay there, soldier? Yes, sir. Fully fit, fit for duty, sir. Yes, so sir. you say. How long you been on post? And he takes a pause and he looks at his watch. Oh, 0600, sir. When's your shift change? Uh, 1400, sir. What, what time is it now? <laughs> what time is it now? Uh, I think it's probably about... Uh, just Can't short of 10. 10 yeah. yeah, just short of 10. Just short of 10. Okay. So he's like, got hey, he, the guy's got lunch coming up. Okay. Why don't we uh, Why don't we go and check out the other rooms? And yeah. Soldier, you don't look so good. You might want to think about checking in a medical at the end of your shift. Hello? Yes, yes sir. I'll, I'll, I'll talk with the, oh, Dr. Dr. Hemsler. something coming around, you know. I'll talk with Dr. Hemsler, sir. Thank you. I've been feeling flush. When did that start? Who you said you talked to, Doctor Hemsler? Doctor Hissler, sir. Hissler, Doctor Hissler. Yes. Where's his office? Uh, back in in the, in the hallway. Uh, can I help you, sirs, with something? Yeah, we're actually looking for the, the doctor. Wait, wait, hold on. Focus here, soldier. Where is Doctor Hissler? Uh, he's. I think he's in his office or the the lab, maybe, sir. Okay. One more time. Which door is that? Uh, the lab is, I, I think it's to the back out the way you guys. Is that where they're having the power problems? Because that's what we're here to fix. You know, my friend here is a fellow, you know, fellow military man. So he's, you you know, concerned. I'm concerned about my job and getting the job done. Because I got another one back in Long Beach Start to like blink kind of rapidly. It's, It's almost like he's trying to lock himself back into where he's at now. Sirs. What are you here for? Dr. Hissler's office. Where Dr. Is Hissler's it? office is back through the door you just came through. Which, what is your purpose here, sirs? Which door? We're from the Department of Energy. We're here to fix the TFDD and the CPU that's having malfunctions. I'm up to speed, sir. Yes. Soldier. It's through that door to the north. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, is which door was his office? Back down the hallway. Last door. Right, uh, fourth, fourth door, maybe. And he starts blanking back out again. Awesome. Thanks for your help. We'll get this taken care of real quick. Which, where would you like to go? We'll go He's ahead. just mm-hmm. eyeballing you. He's still sitting there mm-hmm. in his own filth at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, I armed? say we go back into the hallway. and He's wearing a cover. Is he, oh, he Then he is armed. Yeah. What does that Good mean, one military tone. people? <laughs> no, yeah, you only wear a cover indoors if you're armed. Yep. Oh, really? Oh, maybe that's why they didn't like me in the bar that time wearing the hat on your base. <laughs> Probably. And I, Probably. A, and I had a beard. And they a were beard. jealous. Yeah, and long hair. Yeah, they, I think that was just pure jealousy. Yeah, so if he was wearing a cover and he's indoors, he's armed. Oh, okay. Okay, and since obviously we don't see him holding a rifle, it's got to be a pistol. So yeah. I tell that to each. Each. He's got a friend. All right. Let's, uh, let's go out in the hallway and talk where we don't hear... No, no, not the hallway. We're going to go down the doorway. No, the I'm just saying... Oh, okay. Yeah. Which direction... To the north door. To the north door, okay. As you get closer to the door. And they'll be used for an additional 20% on any one of your rolls. You could use it before or after your roll if you think it would help. Okay. 
Oh. I'll cut that out. <laughs> so each of you make <laughs> you again. We're gonna change your fucking name right now. So the both of you. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us that five-star review. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com. And be sure to check out the galleries. we got a lot of really interesting stuff posted there. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast. There are ways for you to help out the show and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass full as you roll those hard 20s.